Good morning, church. It's good to see you all this uh, sunny, warm morning. And for those of us who got rain, yay! yay. It yeah. rained a little at our house. We'll take more. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you this morning. We thank you for who you are. Lord, we thank you for your word, every word that proceeds from your mouth, Lord. We thank you for your word, and we magnify you, and we magnify your word, and we magnify your son and the spirit, Lord. We thank you, three in one, that you are our God, and we give you honor and glory Do your name this morning. We thank you, Lord, and we ask for your presence to be magnified among us, Lord. And in, like in the prayer of Solomon, Lord, hearken, hear our prayer this morning and fill this place with your presence. The presence, Lord, that was in the cloud and in the lightning, the presence, Lord, that was between the wings of the cherubim, the presence, Lord, that is in us now. We ask, Lord, that it would magnify and well up Lord, and in our souls, well up, Lord, in each of us, well up to the overflowing, flowing out, Lord, to others, in Jesus' name. We thank you this morning, Lord, and we ask you that uh, your presence would be upon our worship this morning as we lift you up in worship and as we share the word later on, in Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to those here, welcome to those joining us online or joining us later. Whoever, whenever, wherever you are, you are welcome and we're glad to have you with us. And um, my voice is back a little bit, you can tell, because you can hear me. Um, it's still pretty weak, so I'm going to be subdued this morning. But praise God, this is significantly better than whispering around. I sound really creepy when I whisper, so <laughs> I didn't like it very much. <clears throat> so thank you, Lord, for that. Um, just a few announcements. Uh, giving online, or there's an offering box back there, as usual. Um, still looking for volunteers to help with tech. Maybe you watch us on public access, and you're like, you know, I bet I could help them with tech. You should send us an email. You should come by to the, the barn, 566 Main Street, Lino Lakes, and help us out, check us out, say hi, hand, shake our hands. I don't know, have you ever done that? Like you see somebody on TV or online, somebody for a while, you kind of feel like you know them a little bit. And then you want to like go say hi to them and be like, hey, I know you. And they're like, okay, <laughs> who are you? Um, but we won't do that. We'll, we'll be very happy to, to greet you. Paul will hug you, I can guarantee you that. And um, I do have, uh, oh, lunch today. If you brought a lunch, uh, we're going to fellowship after the service. We're still figuring out how to do church lunches together because we don't have a fridge right now. Um, and that's a little tough in the summer to do lunches. Hopefully we'll get one soon. But we will be eating together this week and then in two weeks, we're gonna do it again. In two weeks, we're gonna have a baby dedication for uh, Kyra Dvorak. And so that's really exciting. And so I'm looking forward to that. Next week, 4th of July, we will be meeting. Well, some of us will. A lot of us will probably be at our cabins or, or doing something else, but some of us will be here. So please join us. Um, I have one sad announcement and three happy ones. So that's a good, a good mix, I guess. It's better to have more happy than sad. The sad one is uh, Pastor Dave Heinrich passed away very suddenly and tragically this week. Some of you remember Dave. He's preached here a number of times. 
Um, Paul and I did a number of different conferences and ministry events with Dave. Uh, we were pretty close. He was a good friend. He was only 20 years older than me. And he was on a mission trip in the DR, and he didn't wake up. And that's all we know, actually, at this point. So that is very sad. I've been pretty heartbroken since I found out a couple days ago. Um, so please pray for Dave's family. His wife's name is Donna, and uh, he has a number of kids, grandkids. His uh, son is in the Minnesota State Legislature, actually. Um, on to some happier announcements. Um, congrats to Steve and Luann, who had grandchild number six born this week. You look at me like you didn't know what the happy announcement was. <laughs> Grandma. <laughs> uh, grandchild number six to my brother Matt and his wife, Becca, uh, Samuel David Johnson. Strong name, right? Samuel David. Uh, and congrats to the Duex, whose daughter was married this week. So, Tim and Ruth, congratulations. That is very exciting. Yeah. Births and weddings are always happy. And another birth, Addison and Alicia. They've been coming for, I don't know, six weeks now. They, uh, Addison, one of the kids, was just here last week. She had her baby early. Um, a few weeks, right? Mm -hmm. Two, weeks, yeah. Two weeks. Two weeks. And so, surprise, baby number three for them. Uh, baby girl, Nova. That's her name. And she looks cute based on the picture I saw. So I don't know when they'll be back because, you know, the whole new baby thing. Uh, but please pray for them. Addison and Alicia and baby Nova, they could use your prayers. As far as I know, fully healthy and everything. So praise God. You never know when they come early. So yes, praise God. Clap. That, that's, that's worthy of a clap. So we added someone to our congregation this week by birth. Praise God for that. And Paul, could you lead us in a few prayers and yes. kind of bring us into worship? We will pray. We want to pray for one another, those that need a touch from the Lord. We all need a touch from the Lord, don't we? But um, I'm talking about a physical touch where we have uh, something that needs healing. And I know that the Johnsons uh, can use that. Uh, you and how are, how are you doing these days, Kaylee? Are you getting better? Are you there, or you still need prayer? I'd say three out of four days are pretty good. Uh huh. So definitely improving, but she could use, you know, 100% is a good percent. 100%. So let's let's go for that. And Steve Arino, Steve, you're you're looking good. And uh, feeling better, you're on the way. So, Father, we pray for Nate, we pray for Kaylee, and we pray for Steve. We pray that you would move in on them. If you're close to them, put your hand on them. And uh, we, we pray your, your action by the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, the Holy Spirit, that you are right here, that this is a sanctuary, that you are here, and that we can expect when we pray to see a difference. So I pray that Nate would be seeing a difference in his voice, in his body. We pray that Kaylee would see the difference, that every day would be a good day health-wise. We thank you that you are touching Steve. We thank you that he's with us. And he's getting better and better. That's a good direction, Lord. We pray that that would increase, that he'd get better and better and stronger and stronger. 
And uh, I bless Rafiq. I know that job situation has not been easy for him. We bless Rafiq, God, that you would, you would uh, help him, you would provide for him financially. And I know that he wants to work. I, I know that he, he uh, wants to serve. And so I pray that you'd put him in a good place where all that can happen. We pray for any of their needs that we're not aware of in our Lydia family. We pray that you would look down in love on all of our people, those who are here and those who are not here, any who may be traveling, any who are home because of uh, new birth. We thank you for new life. What a gift, new life. And so we bless uh, Matt and Becca and that new Nova, and uh, we bless, uh, or did I mix the, the <laughs> yeah, Samuel. <laughs> <laughs> I changed the name, didn't I? Okay. And uh, we, we bless uh, Samuel and Nova, and we thank you, God, for your uh, presence here. We prepare our heart now as we step into worship. We, we quiet our heart. Just take a moment now to quiet your heart. We examine ourselves. We don't beat ourselves up, but we just look inside and we say, Am I ready to meet with the living God? Am I ready to access Him by the Holy Spirit? If there's any area where you need just to acknowledge quietly, you confess your sins just in your heart. Say, I'm sorry for that wrong action, that uh, misplaced word. And we receive your forgiveness, Father, through Jesus Christ. We receive your forgiveness, your love, your kindness. And now we, uh, we step into worship with joy and thanksgiving in our hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. You may sit. You may stand. It's your choice. All right. Let's worship the Lord. And I encourage you to work at focusing your mind during our worship time. That can be a challenge during the summer. Everything's exciting and fun, and we're, our minds are scattered in a bunch of different directions. But let's spend the next few minutes really focusing in on the Lord and worshiping him. Amen? Amen. Lord, we want to worship you with all our heart, all our soul, all our mind, and all our strength. Amen. We confess we're sometimes not great at that. We're very distractible. So help us this morning. Yes. In Jesus' name, amen.
what a beautiful name it is. But nothing compares to this. What a beautiful name it is. The name of Jesus. You didn't want heaven without us. So Jesus, you brought heaven down. My sin was great, your love was greater. What could separate us now? What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a wonderful name it is. Nothing compares to this. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is. The name of Jesus. Death could not hold you. Or before you, silence the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring, praise of your glory, for you are raised to life again. You have no rival, you have no equal, now and forever. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name above all names. What a powerful name it is, what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against what a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. Death could not hold you, veil tore before you, silence the boast of sin and grave. The heavens are roaring. Praise of your glory, for you are raised to life again. You have no rival, you have no equal. Now and forever, God, you reign. Yours is the kingdom, yours is the glory, yours is the name. name it is, the name of Jesus Christ my King. What a powerful name it is, 
nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a powerful name. What a powerful name it is. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus Christ, my King. What a powerful name it is. Nothing can stand against. What a powerful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a wonderful name it is, the name of Jesus. What a beautiful name it is, the name of Jesus. His name is beautiful, wonderful, powerful. Shout out some other things. Who, who is God for you this week? Unchanging. The God of laughter. Takes us through difficult situations. Comfort in mourning. Our strength in body, soul, and spirit, miracle worker, God, whom we trust. Helps us with practical things like selling houses and finding houses. And back aches for grandma. We pray for healing for that. Yeah.
important thing about you is your picture of God. So they just talked, they just uh, led us in this song about what God is. That is who he is. And our picture of God affects what we receive from God. So if you see him as the way maker, if you see him as a promise keeper, that is what he is to you. So we thank you, Father, that you have revealed yourself to us through Jesus Christ. We know your promises. We know that you are faithful. We know that we can depend on you. That is who you are.
to guide you with gentle hand through all your ways. You'll find that God is there beside you when crosses come in trying days. Trust then in God's unchanging love. Build on the rock that will not move. We do that, Lord. We're building on your rock. You do not move. You do not change. Your unchanging love, your mercies are new every morning. Father, for you all things are possible. We put all our trust in you, Father, each day as you're guiding us with your gentle hand. Hallelujah.
The Apostle Paul said, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We thank you, Father, that you make us overcomers through Jesus Christ. I pray for any part of Lydia House, either here or watching, that are struggling and they feel like they're being overcome by something physical, emotional, spiritual. We pray against that. We pray that they would see themselves as overcomers, not the overcoming ones, the ones that are being overcome. But because of Christ's death and resurrection and presence at the right hand of the Father, that we are called overcomers. Let it be true in our lives. Let it be true in our experience today and in the days ahead. In Jesus' name. Child of God, yes I am. 
there for a second Ruth look up there we said earlier that the most important thing about you is your picture of God that's what Anna Murray said I believe it the most important thing about you is your picture of God what's your picture of God Satan messed with Adam and Eve and it changed their picture of God he was a little manipulative he's a little controlling and they couldn't trust him. That led to the fall. So he'll, he'll play with us to try to get us to change our picture of God. So we need to, what's the second most important picture of you, about you? Your picture of? Self. You. Your picture of you. How you view yourself. How do you view yourself? I'm. Child yeah. of God. Yeah. Not forsaken. Child of God. I am who you say I am. Before Mufasa ever said to Simba, remember who you are, my father said that to me many, 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 many times. Many times. I'd leave the house. He wouldn't say be back at 11. He never said that. He said, remember who you are. So that's an important thing for us to remember. Remember who he is and remember who, uh, who you are. Anybody want to say who they are this morning? I wanted to say yes. I want you to answer my question. Yeah, yes. I'm going to who, answer your question. Who are you? Uh, Karen Ludio Anderson. 
There you go. Okay, that's a start. <laughs> and, a, and a child of the Lord. Okay. And also one that can be obedient to the Lord. And I want to give a praise report that as we've been praying and, and declaring who we are yeah. through this song, yes. my mother who cannot see the board and I am trying to give her the words, finally I said, just sing in the spirit. Okay? Now we did that together. We're singing in the spirit and and I hope the music team didn't get distracted by we're not singing the right words. Uh, well, we were singing the right words. And that is what a tool the Lord has given us to be able to sing in the spirit. And I am um, exhorting and encouraging myself as I'm saying this to all of you. Uh, the enemy is uh, going to be there all the time, okay? Constant whatever, the darts, the lies. So. Do that battle as you're saying who you are in Jesus. Yeah. Those are some tools, uh, a, a strong tool that you can use. Thank you, Jesus. And singing, you know. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Father, for the privilege of singing your praises. In the car, as we walk, as we're cooking, whatever we're doing. And the Lord will give you also your interpretation as you sing. Cool. Good going. So, some more. Who, who are you? Say a little more about it. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Overcomer. You're an overcomer. That's good to hear. I know who to go to if I feel I'm being overcome. Now go to you. <laughs> yeah, you got these funny things hanging out of your ears. Indeed, you are. I are. The one who loves. Ooh. You feel loved. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that, yeah. Yeah. He had, he clicked somehow in the spirit or a soulmate with Jesus. Yeah. He felt like he could say, I'm the one who loves. And he could even write it. So we've got it 2,000 years later. And I'm the one he loves. Yeah. Yeah. So what we're doing now is what we're doing for the sermon. First Corinthians is an easy book to, to take yourself through because it's well organized. It starts out by dealing with the problems that he was having with the Corinthian people. So he goes through that. And then in chapter 7, he says, now concerning the matters about which you wrote. So they wrote to him, and they asked him questions. They asked him questions about marriage, about celibacy, about betrothal. So he answers those in a couple chapters. Then, now concerning, chapter 8, now concerning food offered to idols. They asked about food offered to idols. Chapter 12, now concerning, what is it? Now concerning spiritual gifts. So he talks to them 
Three chapters worth. 1 Corinthians 13. You've heard of that before? That's about spiritual gifts. Read the chapter. There are five, five gifts mentioned in the chapter about love. It's about spiritual gifts. That's the context. Then in chapter 14, he says, Pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. Then at the end of that chapter, having talked about gifts, he said, What then? When you come together. Okay, is that us now? So we're together. So what do we do? When you come together, listen to the sermon. Now, that's not a bad idea if there is one. But guess who's giving the sermon today? We are. We're going to give it to one another. So during the week, and we're going to do this once a month, you can just as well think about it ahead of time, get ready for it. Nate always announces it so we know ahead of time. When we come together on a morning like this, we come together to hear from one another, not from Nate, not from Paul, not from Isaiah and Laura. We come together to hear from each other. What a wonderful thing that you have a part to play and I have a part to play in this service. So let's go for it. I want to start by praying for Isaiah, because I know that you've had some things on your mind about your future, and we've been thinking about it. I've been praying about it, as you have, and so uh, can we pray for you? You can, you can do it right where you are. You can come up, whichever you, you're more comfortable doing. It, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, Is there anything you'd like to say about that? The man in blue. Yeah, thank you. Hey, there are two of us here. Yeah, blue's a good color. Blue's blue a good and color. gray. Name, name kind of my colors. That's no, right. Yeah. Some of you didn't get the memo to wear blue, and that's okay. <laughs> You're forgiven. Um, okay. He did. <laughs> yep, I know. Yep, we got, got a few, few of you did. If you don't know who Justin is, there he is right there. Justin Thompson. <laughs> good brother, yeah. longtime friend part of the fellowship at, at the, the house that uh, yes. is now being, the garage is being filled by another person. Wow. So looks like we've got the buyer. Wow. Looks really good. Nice. Right. Amen. What? He, Amen. He, uh, he told me we're part of a house church network. And guess what we want to do at the house that you're giving us? He's so excited. He said that that you're letting us buy this house. So it, it's not a done deal. We don't have the purchase agreement, but he's already moving his things in the garage, so he's ready. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Nice. Okay, nice. Thank you, Paul. Um, yeah, so I just need prayer. Um, I was kind of talking to Nate. Nate made some time to for me to come over um, and talk to him, and I just kind of unloaded all my my stuff that I've been going through with, with him. And um, But really, I like being transparent with the with the body. Um, and that's what we're here to do is like whatever you're going through, whatever uncertainty you're going through, we live in a, in a supernatural. We're not here to live in a natural existence. We're not here to live an ordinary life, right? Amen. Yeah. 
So that's what I'm praying for right now. Um, our family's doing very well financially um, as far as like we're not, you know, we're able to give, we're able to, you know, pay the bills, do all that kind of stuff. We're living on basically one income and then, you know, all the government checks and stuff that have come in have been helpful, you know. Um, but ultimately, um, the thing that I, I want to I see my gifts used in, in my new life with Christ. And I've only been walking with God for about 10 years or so. And um, ultimately, I, I, I want to I walk into, uh, in, into some kind of ministry, right? That's could be I don't know what it what it looks like, and so we were just kind of throwing that around, and I've been praying, and uh, Nate gave me some advice to do, and so I did that, um, and so now I'm coming before you guys just to pray that God would just simply just use me, send me where He needs to send me and my family. Um, that might be in a different state. That might be I don't know. He thinks outside of the box, and that's all I know. And He can change a heart. He changed mine. He can continue to do that. Um, and so that might look like uh, going to ministry school, like we talked about, um, going to MI, um, and, and learning a little bit more about what that uh, looks like to be in ministry. And we talked about that as well, uh, Nate. And so we're just, I don't know if I'll make it in this year, but this might be as good a time as any uh, to do it. Last year was an extreme blessing for my life. So uh, being home with the kids for a year, um, and uh, that, I mean, there's, no, there's nothing that could replace that. Yeah. Um, there's no shame or condemnation that I felt from that at all. I felt probably the happiest that I've ever felt in my life, being home with those wow. guys, those little three kids that otherwise um, I have to send to daycare. And that's just, honestly, that's just a huge cost right now, which prevents me from the jobs that I can get, the salaries that, I'm, again, I don't want to hold God, you know, to a standard saying that he, you know, he is ultimately can write the big check and say, your salary, what you need is going to be that, right? Um, but at the same time, it has been in the past a, a struggle. The job hasn't come forward. So I'm not against going back into the marketplace and doing that as a ministry, right? Because the harvest is out there, you know, and that's where we have to go. And I'm, I'm okay with that as well. I just need just confirmation, wisdom. Um, I need to know that I'm loved, you know? Like, that's a big thing, because... Ah, and they love your family. <laughs> and they love family. Yeah. So well, why don't you out here... For sure, sure. And uh, if, if you have a prayer, if you have a word, if you have a scripture, if you have anything to say, uh, feel free to stay where you are, join, uh, join him, Laura, and then we're going we're gonna, to uh, pray with them grab the mic if you if you want to pray over them or share something with Isaiah anything you want to say Laura um, I just wanted to say that, oh, we're standing awkwardly in the middle now. Um, I just wanted to say that it's been a great journey, um, but I feel like we're still on that journey, and that's the cool part is that we can join together in this, and we're thankful for a church family that can stand with us as we figure life out because we're still growing up <laughs> and growing up in God and figuring out uh, what he has for us. And we always said when we stood at the altar and got married, we just said, like, 
God's going to send us on this adventure, and we don't know what it's going to be, but he has made us new, and he's been making Isaiah new, um, and all of the things that he's been going through have all been a journey and learning, and um, I feel like God is really calling him and closing doors, like left and right, to everything else but serving him in whatever fashion and that's what we're waiting on God for is to know what what is the ministry and and obviously it's just to go out but maybe God will pair uh, or network because uh, he's the best networker and that's kind of what we're waiting for is and um, trusting in God and also like actively seeking out like what that next step is One thought that I would have is that you don't have to all do it. You don't have to do it all at once. Right. You could start little, like taking a class or two, and then kind of test it out. Didn't Andrew? I don't. I don't know how. If Andrew jumped in full part time, so. And um, I'd like to say that I, if if you do that, I I I would hope that Lydia Lydia House would say, well, we'll give something. No, we'll people here. Anybody else have a thought or a prayer for them? Okay. Aim your aim your hands toward them. Waiting is not always easy, Father. I thank you that they have a sense. It's it's ministry related. Uh, and so what that is going to look like, we pray that you will show them in the days ahead. Make it clear and give them real peace together. I thank you that they're a team. It's obvious that they're a team. It's so good to see. They really work well together. We bless their children, all these kids. We thank you that they're being loved every day by husband and wife, by both of them together. May they see what you are doing. Father, open their eyes to see. Every step of the way, Lord. Open the way. And let them see when there are those pebbles, obstacles that you're right there, you're helping them go through it, go over it. We say no to discouragement. Mm -hmm. And supernaturally, through your Holy Spirit, we pray that you would allow them to feel your presence and your power in Jesus' name. Yeah, I agree with um, Karen's prayer. That's what I was hearing too. and. I feel like um, the the next step, that way forward that God is calling you to, it's not going to be hard to see. It, it's 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 not going to be a hidden mystery any longer that He's going to show you what it is. It might not be easy to say yes to it. That's a whole other ball game. <laughs> but you, you're going to see what it is deep down. You're going to know. Yeah, this is what it is. This is this is what we have to do, right? Yeah, it is. Okay. And and then comes the faith part. There's the hard part. But God's been increasing your faith 
a lot over the last year, more than that. Um, and that was for a reason. It was for such a time as this. So now you have enough faith to say yes to something that maybe you would normally be like, no. That, um, and you know, going into the ministry is, is always something you should be really clear about. You know, like Paul shared that his dad told him, don't be a pastor unless you're called. We're all called to be ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ, amen. Um, but if you are called to help shepherd, or to be a sheepdog, as I like to say, and that's a serious calling, and you got to know you're called before you say yes to that. And I, I bless you for your faithfulness to put everything on the altar before the Lord. That deep humility that you guys are um, exhibiting right now is really loved by the Father. Really, really loved. So I feel like I feel like you're heading in the right direction. I, I don't I don't feel like there's a there's a major like U-turn or anything like that coming. I think you're already heading in the right direction and he's gonna make it real clear. So we got a lot of options here. When you come together, each one has a hymn, a lesson, a revelation, a tongue, an interpretation. Let all things be done for building up. So, yeah, can you come up? We'll go back your way. This one. Where was the one that was here? Um, may I say a prayer? Yeah. So, oh. so, Heavenly Father, Lord, um, as we come together today, I always pray um, your protection, yeah. your armor of God over all of us, and yeah. for unity, unity within not only the body of Christ here, but within every home. And as we leave this place, oftentimes there can even be more um, attacks. And so, Father, today we claim your breastplate, or excuse me, your strong belt of truth and your breastplate of righteousness, shoes for the preparation of the gospel of peace, and your shield of faith, and your helmet of salvation sword of the spirit which is the word of god and really this isn't route i know it but in the spirit it's huge to be equipped and father the two words i got for laura and isaiah is availeth much and i don't know all that that means but you do availeth much so, Father, pour out your Holy Spirit so it availeth much and there would not be confusion but pure unity in the spirit of how they are to move forward in their lives. And we thank you, Lord, that you are a, a God that perseveres and pursues us really, whether we like it or not. And we thank you for that, because overall, you will um, confound the darkness 
when we experience that, either physically or mentally or emotionally or spiritually or financially, whatever. But you will confound that to bring about your righteousness and light. And I do pray that for, for all of us today. Your righteousness and your light and how we are to individually move ahead because we're all we all have a different um, season right now and so we thank you Lord for what you're going to do now in the name of Jesus and Lord I do pray for the Heinrich family I'm sorry you lost him and uh, I, I don't know this man very well, but Pastor Paul does. So we do pray for your anointing of comfort. Amen. Um, as I was poking around the ranch or doing some work and observing Isaiah uh, before the party, before the party, I felt that, I felt this, and I'm feeling it very strong today, just that from the father heart of God that he is so proud of him. Like when a kid does like uh, really well in school or in sport and the father's there. So that's what the father's saying. And that would include Laura too. That, that the Lord, the father is very proud of them and um, that he's for them and it's, there's gonna be, it's gonna be an amazing season coming up. In the name of Jesus. Well, those um, words availeth much are in the Bible verse. Um, the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. So maybe that ties in. <laughs> yeah, that's a good context for it. Thank you. Yeah. When you talk about who you are, you know, it's a struggle. Yeah. It's a real struggle when you are trying to walk the right way and everything keeps coming in front of you of your past. Um, criminal history, a lot of people close the doors, you can't get this job. They think you should be stepped on and walked on. And you know, I went and took a job, you know, what I love doing, driving. And um, I knew the guy. He was doing really well. Well, he turned back the other way, and he's running dope. We were in Oregon, and you don't go pay a shipper for your load. And we got a load of dope. And when I got to Washington, I started texting Tim and Ruth. I couldn't talk on the phone, you know. But he thought I was okay with this, because that's what I did in the past. That would have been 25 to life for me. And at my age, I would have never got out. And I was talking about, well, when we pull over, maybe I should just get up out of the truck. And, well, it was crazy because I, I know they had been praying, and so was I. And they said, well, they didn't want to go back towards Colorado and, and get into um, Atlanta that way. So I said, well, why don't we go towards Minnesota? Because, you know, we get really good loads out of there because we only had part of a load. Well, we had to go right by my house, and what did I do? I jumped out. Um, so all kinds of things keep coming. And I could have stayed on and made a lot of money. Um, as soon as I got back, 
My car got repossessed. Two payments behind. Well, I got it back, $800. Um, that ain't the end of it. Then my hearing aid broke. I couldn't hear at all. Um, but, I mean, if you keep moving forward and taking whatever hits you get, you know, you're going to make it through. Um, I um, still haven't got paid from, from Atlanta, but I'm playing dirty like they are. I have information on who their shipper and who carries their loads. Well, I wrote it down in their phone number and I sent them a picture. And I said, you know who these people are? Well, they said my check's in the mail. Because yeah. they know I will call them. Yeah. As soon as I get the check, I'm gonna call anyways. You know, you put me in a place where you didn't give me that choice. Um, and it was so easy to see them dollars and get up out of this and that. And I would have chased it in the end, you know, in the past. That would have been no question. Why didn't you chase it this time? I'm not who I was before. Yeah. Isn't that wonderful? Yeah. That's really wonderful. Yeah. That is so wonderful. Let's, uh, I love that you're coming here. I love Rafiq's presence here. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell Tressa that we miss her when she's yeah. not here. Yeah. We want hear, her here too. So uh, anybody have words or prayers for him? Uh, come on over, put your hand on him, and uh, let's pray for Rafiq. Boy, what a, what a, what a victory. Father, uh, I thank you for our brother and, and my friend Rafi. And we thank you that your hand of kindness has been mm. over him mm. in protection. Yes. You've protected him um, in this case that we, he, was, he articulated so well. I thank you for his gifts. He has mm. a really great gift with uh, speaking. And I pray you would continue to get him excited, open up opportunities. Yes. Help him, Lord, not to fight battles. Uh, I, I, you've given him a lot of wisdom and discernment. Help him to fight y in your way. Um, and I pray in the name of Jesus you'd shut down that operation yes. and all the people it's harming. And, uh, and, uh, and across this country that you would do the same thing. Shut down the sources and... Um, in the name of Jesus, but we just thank you. We thank you how you've blessed him with his new hearing aids. We thank you how you've blessed him in every way and help him to believe that he's the one. He's like the chosen son, the one that you love every day. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Anybody else want to? Lord, we, we just thank you. Have, you need to use a mic, uh, well, I have one, so I don't know. I, is, is it working? Um, I just praise you, Lord, that we don't have to go alone. You didn't design us to go it alone. You, you gave us a thing called fellowship, and you gave us a body of believers. And even though it's we're a maybe a a motley crew. If you look out in the hills, you will see a. Uh, a host, a heavenly host Amen. behind Rafiq and behind Tressa and behind uh, Lydia House. Yeah. And it's yeah. not like our, we as a church need to go it alone either. That's right. So I just thank you, Lord, for, for um, 
God. Your provision for Rafik and, yeah. and his courage and, and his purpose to live for you in Jesus' name. Father, I pray for Rafik. Um, my heart is so moved by what he shared, God. I used to uh, do a lot of dope myself. And uh, you take a dope addict, you take people that, criminals, you take people that um, the world would say is, uh, yeah, they're rejects, you know, but you're a rejected king, Jesus. You're a rejected king. Your own people rejected you. But God, I thank you that you give people beauty out of ashes. You give people courage to jump out of trucks or, you know, say no to things that maybe they would help them get by. I can't even imagine being in Rafiq's shoes, Father, but now I just ask God that you would, you would pour out blessings now, Father, over his life for what he's done. That was the right thing to do. It wasn't easy. It wasn't easy at all. God, I ask you re release peace over my brother, God. You release peace and everything that he needs, God. Let it, let it come. Let it come. Whether it's finances, God, or whatever it might be, you know, Holy Spirit. You know, Holy Spirit, so well, all of our needs. So we just team up with you right now. Come, Holy Spirit, and give my brother peace in Jesus' name. He did the right thing. In the days ahead, Father, you are your word, God. In Psalms 119, your word is a lamp upon our feet. Your word is a lamp that lights our way, that keeps us on the right path. God, would you keep Rafiq's, his feet on the right path? Would you... Give him your word, God, would you give him your word in an intense new way as he's in this season, as he's in this next couple weeks even? Would you just reveal that word that it would continue to do what it's been doing? Just continue to light, light the path. Light his feet up, God. Come on, word. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you, brother. Love you. I wanted to share um, something that really connects with your sermon last week, Paul, about um, our image of God, and you echoed it again this morning. It's kind of a food for thought. Um, you know when you hear something and it just sticks with you and you don't forget it? This is one of those things, and it's kind of a, it's kind of a heavy one, but just bear with me. <laughs> um, in one of my favorite classes um, in college, the professor had us do an exercise of closing our eyes and picturing God the Father, picturing his face, picturing his expression, what he looks like. Uh, so we all did that. And then he kind of goes on to walk us through it. You know, was he disappointed? Was he angry? And um, he went on to say, you know, if you pictured God as angry or disappointed or something that he isn't, it's kind of a false image. It's kind of an idol, almost. And um, that really stuck with me. It's kind of, whoa. <laughs> Don't want to be worshiping an idol, right? Um, but that's not to discourage us. I think, um, I know, there's an opportunity. Um, so I just want to pray for us. Um, Lord, we thank you that first you call us. 
you call us to come to you, all who are weary and heavy laden. And then after that, you call us to abide with you, to know you better, and to really understand who you are. So Lord, I just pray that we would walk into that now, walk into abiding with you, walk into communing with you, and learning who you are in your word and in spending time with you, God. And I just thank you for that. Amen. The movie The Lion King is a brilliant movie because uh, he forgot who he was and then he went into the jungle and he ate grub. Lions don't eat grub. But he did. And Nala, remember, tried to get him back? And he said, you don't understand. That's, that's when we're feeling sorry for ourselves, and, and instead of walking into our destiny, but then Rafiq got him to Rafiki. Rafiq. Rafiq got him to go back and to remember who he was. He's a Lion King. That's who he is. That's who he was created to be. So thank you for that. Yeah, Steve. Thank you. That was great to hear from Steph. That was more words than I've heard in a year. That and that was awesome. That's that was worth the wait. Um, I just wanted to share this. I think this will apply to Rocky and to Isaiah. It's something that had been kind of going through my head for a, about a month, and it's where Paul, the Apostle Paul. Um, there's three places where he gives the testimony of his conversion, or where it's recorded, and this one in front of Agrippa. He gives this testimony in his own words, and he's saying, you know, he tells the story, we all know it, but I won't go into a whole lot of detail there, but where he's blinded by the light. I mean blinded, right? I mean, he can't see a thing, and he's asking, um, let's see, he's saying to the Lord, um... Who art thou, Lord? And he said, I'm Jesus, who thou persecutest. And then he says, now, Paul had fallen to his knees. Now, this reminds me, like, Rocky's testimony and Isaiah's testimony. You know, the part I'm leaving out is where Paul says what a, what a horrible guy he was to the church and the great, you know, just persecuting people, throwing them in prison and having them you know, killed, and he was on his way to get more to kill in Damascus. So they, they had to, he had the tough past. Was Jesus aware of it? 100%. We know that, right? And then Jesus says to him, Arise and stand thou on, their, on thy feet. And I think this is so important because you guys both talk about when you're broken and down and you come to the Lord. And now he's saying, okay, I see you. I know what you did. I, forget, we're drawing a line in the sand and we're moving ahead now. Stand up. And, and he says, get on your feet. And I appeared to thee for a purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen, so your guys' past experience is so important. It all happened for a reason, and his exact words were from the Lord, for a purpose, to make you a minister of these things and of those in which I will appear to thee. 
And then he says, delivering thee from the people, from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. And now, isn't this interesting? He says, to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan unto God. What did he do to Paul? Put him in complete darkness. And then sent him to Ananias, or uh, right? Ananias to open, or Annas, to open his eyes. And so he had him experience in a real, real exact way what the, what the people he was going to free experienced. And that's what I think made him so powerful that he could not in theory, but say, hey, I know what it is to make a mistake and I know what it's like to experience darkness and God has opened my eyes. And I think you two guys are have that ministry. I think everyone has that ministry. I mean, every one of us that have had our eyes open have that same ministry. And, that, and I don't think you have to be called to a church to be a minister. We all know that, right? I mean, you can do anything and be a minister. But you two gentlemen have been uh, allowed to experience some uh, things in life that will allow you to reach people that maybe other people can't and bring the, bring the light to them. Anyway, that's what I was thinking from that. Yeah. Um, I want to go up front to share. Um, I got a little pile of stuff, but don't worry. I think I'm organized, and I'll, I think I'll be concise. And I'm just trusting the Lord to help me be articulate. You can put that here, Ruth. I will, Tim. I will. Um, I have my little cards, so for my talking points. You but prepared. I did. Yeah, I did. She knew she was going to do this. It seemed like the Lord was saying this was a good time to do this. I really hadn't planned on it until, like it seemed like a few days ago. Um, from the scripture I was reading, the Lord said, yeah, maybe this is a good time to share. Um, so what I want to share is... Um, our testimony of how um, God confirmed our prayer strategy for the Williams family. He gave us a really simple prayer strategy. And then he confirmed it in a way that was, to us, was very supernatural. Um, Tim, I ran across this little stack of pictures this morning. The Maybe who? you could just hand these. I just, I just passed those out because I just ran across those this morning. So um, most people here know, basically know the Williams family's story. Is there anybody here that doesn't know their story? You don't? Okay. Okay. Um, I just have a few of these printed up. I want to tell what it is first for people that don't understand their story. Um, this is an email that um, Pastor Paul sent out, was it May 2020? And um, it has a few pictures. It's an email welcoming the Williams family to Lydia House. And then in the, um, 
there was an attachment of a document that tells, covers really the basics of their story. And the way that we came up with this document was a former Washington State Senator, Val Stevens, who was aware of their story and as it was playing out, she sent me a list of questions. She wanted to understand it more clearly. And so Carrie and I on the phone worked together on writing this document. It took, it was a lot of anguish for her, um, reliving the years. Oh, you got those to give to people? Yeah, sorry. So, how many, you so whoever doesn't know their story, okay. you can have one I'm of these. Put them out. How many, like, like here? Yeah. Whoever, do, yeah, whoever doesn't know anything. And Senator Stevens, she really fought hard against ch uh, CPS corruption, corruption of child protective services when she was in office. And um, so that's their story. And if there is anyone watching remotely that would like to understand their story, they could contact Paul and you could resend that email to them. That would work. Sure. And I like to think of that document as really um, an antidote to the poisonous lies that destroyed their family and are anything you find on the internet is poisonous lies. So okay, that was card number one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not I'm not naturally organized. Okay. So why am I sharing this? We're not really looking for numbers. Um, we don't technically need more people to join in our prayer strategy because we know that God can win by many or by few. Um, but um, when he gave us, so we've been walking alongside Larry and Carrie since 2012. And we were brought together alongside them through a, series of divine appointments, both in my twin sister's life and then in my life, is how we came alongside them in their suffering. And our assignment was for personal love and prayer, um, but also God called us to call a church to embrace them with the love of Christ. Because half of the Half of the tragedy of their story was how the state destroyed their family. The other half is that the body of Christ abandoned them. And the Lord leads us, leads us in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. So I really believe for his namesake, he wants his story written well, that his church would reflect um, who Jesus really is. And so we just, when we got this assignment, we thought, okay, Let's do this. And it was, we thought it would be like going from point A to point B. Well, it really looked like <laughs> that. <laughs> and it was, it's been a very difficult journey. Um, I brought along the book Experiencing God. This was recommended to me by one of the Baptist pastors of a church that we were going to. And every church where we tried, we admired the people there and their love for God and God's word. But the story God was writing, like, what was it? God, 
he writes outside the lines, like the Holy Spirit colors outside of the lines. And the story, our calling just didn't fit within the paradigm of how they had seen God move in the past. That together with the fact that anybody that would go online and look at their story would be horrified uh, uh, because they were portrayed as monsters. And um, anyway, this book was given to us a few years in, and when I read it, Experiencing God, it's like, well, praise God, that's everything God is teaching us, how God interrupts our lives and gives us assignments. Some are personal, some are as a family, some are corporate. And then when we seek God for the first baby steps of obedience, then he just um, writes the story and brings in his supernatural ability to fulfill the assignment. So, um, Also, I did want to read one verse that goes along with... um, two verses. Now to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, and to him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. So God is glorified in our individual lives, and he wants to also be glorified in his church. Whoops, 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 sorry. Thank you, Paul. I'm sorry. You know how moms always keep their Bibles stuffed with pictures. And this is, okay, this is my twin sister and Carrie and me visiting in prison. Anybody who's on our update list when we use the word Finn, Carrie Finn, Ruthie Finn, Rosie Finn, well, Roseanne and I are twins, and when we were little, our next-door neighbor boy called us the Finns because he couldn't say twins. So we've called each other Finn, and this is the first set of twins in the world that has three people now. We're the fence, so that's that. So can we pray for you? She's got a few more minutes worth of sharing, if, so, if, you, if you don't mind. Okay, that's two of my cards. Where did I put my cards, Paul? They're hiding. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, so when... Okay, I... I am just going to tell the testimony of our, of our prayer strategy, but I, it just takes a little time to put in a little bit of context. Um, we were called alongside them in the spring of 2012, along with my twin sister and her husband, and then also my, our sister Mary and her husband, and they have been the core intercessors through all these years as well and correspond with them. So in the fall of 2013... I'll just also say, too, when the first time I called Carrie back, the first time I called Carrie, I just said, Lord, fill me with your spirit for whatever your kingdom purposes are. And I just had no idea what those were going to be, or I probably wouldn't have stepped into it. Um, But my dependence was on the Holy Spirit and... um, At that time, she had no contact with her husband or any one of their children. Uh, This was before trial. They were accused of the death of one of their adopted children. The picture I passed out is all their birth children, and they adopted two beautiful young people from Ethiopia. Um, So I 
was called to be a friend to Carrie when she was living this nightmare of being hated by the world and falsely accused and no contact with anyone in her family. Uh, then in the fall of 2013, they were convicted, which we weren't expecting, expecting that at all. In the spring of 2014, they were again allowed um, to begin to have contact with their children. And it was such a joyful time. Carrie read me every letter she got from them. She told, she didn't, they didn't get a lot of visits from their kids. That didn't last very long, but I heard every detail. The great joy that they all had in being together again. But then later in that summer, all of a sudden the the couples that had them started drawing restrictions and saying, you can't talk about God in your letters, you can't use scripture. Um, so they were clamping down on their communication and ability to encourage their children in the Lord in their nightmare. The children were split up into five different homes to begin with and shuffled around. So they were living their own nightmare and they weren't allowed to comfort them in the Lord. So at that point, we realized that the children's hearts were being held captive from true encouragement. And um, we had just read Reese Howell's Intercessor. Tim, did you want to say something about the book? Yeah. Well, I don't know if we'll have time to read that whole thing. But this is, this is an, was an, an enlightening experience for us, like experiencing God, because we were praying what to do. The kids' hearts were being stolen. Um, it, it appeared that in most cases, the foster parents weren't in it for the kids, they were in it for the money. And we hired a lawyer to, tr to actually work with Washington Child Protective Services and the legal system to actually, well, before we did that, we read this book. If you haven't read Reese Howell Intercessor, it's really good. He, and he goes, he talks about a principle here of intercessory prayer. He was put in a position where he, he was praying for these orphans, these four orphan children whose parents had died. And he felt like God was telling him that he needed to be willing to take them on. You can't pray for them if you're not willing to take them on. So in any event, he says, um, from that gained position, one can continually pray for the orphans and ask the Lord to be a father to them, even through others, because one only asks him to do through another what he is willing for the Lord to do through him. This is the law of intercession on every level of life that only so far as we have been tested and proved willing to do a thing ourselves, can we intercede for others. And so God convicted us, mainly me, because it was time and resources, right? That we pursued taking on the Williams kids as foster parents and, and bringing them to Minnesota. To and all that that would entail yeah. from a cost and standpoint, working through belligerent foster parents, you know, whatever. God didn't open that door for us, but it was like, that's what, that's what we had to be willing to do. Yeah, and then we also learned, it, um, you know, that God gives prayer strategies. 
So we asked the Lord for a prayer strategy. We asked people. We really didn't get any help from people, but um, my sister had um, a prayer notebook that she, she would write down scriptures and walk and pray the scriptures for people. So we had heard of that. That was like not a known thing back then. <laughs> and then also we had heard about some people in Washington State that were agreeing to pray the same scripture on the same days. So he got the idea of an online care calendar like churches use for signing up to bring meals and stuff like that. So we started out with this online calendar. And um, when Carrie was convicted, she asked me if I would take over her little update email group of the few people that hadn't abandoned them and wanted um, prayer updates, you know, updates for prayer and stuff. So that's how I ended up being in charge of keeping people updated. Roseanne called our, um, our group Gideon's Army. And um, then eventually it just became very simple and streamlined. So. So now people on our update list, I just send out a calendar with scriptures every month. Every month I send out the calendar. The scriptures every day. Right. It's very, and I just find it very simple, even, I just find it very simple to kneel and pray the scriptures back to God. And um, so why don't you just go ahead and pass out these. I was going to read this email. So then what happened, how God confirmed it, this was back in 2014. It's <laughs> a long time ago already. I was, um, I had been out babysitting grandchildren. And I came home, and I had gotten an email from Carrie's mom, who's now in heaven. But Carrie had written a poem called A Mother's Heart and How a Mother's Heart is Broken When She Can't Be With Her Children. And Carrie's mom had just said to me, you know, that could have been called a grandmother's heart. And so I just thought, okay, I'm going to just send a little email out to remind people to also be praying for the grandparents during all of this. Sure. And um, I just thought it was going to be a couple sentences long. Well, I don't even know how to type, so this like took me forever. But all this exhortation to prayer just kind of flowed out of me. And I sent it in the middle of the mo in the middle of the night, and um, the next morning when we went to church, our pastor was preaching through Exodus, and he was on chapter fourteen. No, not Exodus, Genesis, Genesis fourteen. In Genesis fourteen, is a story of how Lot got captured. He was held captive by the five kings. And Abraham, Abraham gathered from his house, his own household, men to go fight and rescue Lot. And so it was a story of a successful rescue mission. Well, as, he, as I'm sitting there taking notes and listening to the sermon, over and over, Tim and I just looked at each other because his sermon was the same as what I had written in the middle of the night. Like I took my that afternoon, I took my sermon notes, I took printed the email, and with all my different colored highlighters and pens, I highlighted this is where I said it, this is where he said it, this is where I said it, this is where he said it. It was like eight or ten different points in that f first half of his sermon were the same, even to this random quote. 
by Matthew Henry, if you can't do the good you would do, do the good you can do. Like he even said that same quote and the same scripture references. So we're like, and here in my email, I'm just exhorting people, please join us in praying the prayer calendar. That seemed to us like God was saying, yep, you're right on track. And um, so I think I'm about done. I think I'm about. about, we pray with you? Well, I just. Can can we? Just a second. Oh, okay. Um, I just want to say, so if God was saying that, that, you know, yes, if you, if you, this is the first opportunity where I've really had a chance to tell a church about the, our prayer strategy. And um, I'm not the head. Jesus is the head. He knows who he would call to this. I don't know who you would be. If you ask the head, is this something you have for me, he will show you. If you're not on our update list, you could ask me, and I'll put you on. Um, it's, I know it's not exactly even logical that after all these years, if just a few good men say yes, that their hearts would be rescued because... It's been a few years now. They've had no communication with their children. Their hearts got poisoned against them. So we're fighting for them legally, but, and I believe that God is using this prayer strategy for our legal battles as well. It doesn't, it's not exactly rational, but like how many of God's battle strategies in the Old Testament were like completely logical? You know, it's just like, it was just like, okay, I'll show up. And then he meets it with his power and he's glorified. So. That's about it. So, well, let's pray together for them and the, the burden that they have. I know that some of you have, have uh, started curing it with them. So, uh, Father, we pray for Tim and Ruth as they carry this assignment. We bless them for being willing to walk through it. And we bless Larry and Carrie and uh, what they're experiencing, which is horrific. So uh, we pray your hand of, of love and caring be upon them and the children. We pray that the children would be reunited and that they would come to a place of, of uh, forgiveness one to another. As we close here, we, we uh, say to you and to all of us, the Lord uh, bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.